I was a bouncing and a laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 71 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson here with Damon Helgevold. Um, Damon, as of the campgrounds uh, a couple nights ago at Knoxville, and Buy Me a Boat came on. You ever heard that song? Yeah, Chris Jansen, great song. Yeah, I like it, but I was getting kind of pissed off because there should be like a song about buying a car from the Carlotto group. There is. You should find it. What is it? You got to find it on YouTube. Is it Carl- jingle? Okay, well, I've heard the jingle. I want a full three-minute song, though. Talk to Jason Brown. He might be able to hook you up. We'll get English on it once they make the uh, new theme song for us. Okay. All right. So I wanted to switch up the ad read. That didn't go as planned. Anyways, presented by the Carl Auto Group. Uh, we appreciate them for sponsoring and uh, partnering with us, uh, allowing us to walk out. How and, did you uh, plan for that to go? I don't know. It's just trying something, man. I just want to know how you planned for that to go. If you said it didn't go the way you planned. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, now you're making me think too much. We appreciate them partnering with us. Uh, go get yourself a car today at the Carlotto Group uh, so that we can keep killing it with coverage uh, as we did this weekend with the Knoxville Nationals. Now I sound braggadocious. This entrance is going off the rails. We have Tasker Phillips on today. You guys will enjoy it. Uh, we're going to talk Knoxville Nationals, first part of the show. Uh, and then the back half, we'll kind of do our normal newsy stuff, I suppose, whatever you want to call that part of it we don't have segment names or anything yet we're really slacking on uh being a normal podcast so i think we'll just keep the uh musical chairs running around and uh, do what we do damon how you doing i'm doing good i'm good it's finally cooled off saw a little bit of rain for the first time in a while um but yeah doing good yeah i now that the Knoxville nationals are over i'm fine with the rain it needs to rain a lot. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. It can rain every day this week until Saturday. Well, yeah, Saturday. I think I'm going to Eddieville. For you can just rain. It, it finds a way to rain on those week, on that weekend anyway. So Yeah, you know how it goes. Uh, obviously, we'll get into all that stuff later. But Donnie Schatz takes home his... 11th career Knoxville Nationals on Saturday, passing David Gravel uh, in the last five laps. I thought it was a kick-ass race. I I loved it, um, aside from the first lap. That sucked to see. Uh, but Donnie Schatz, man, he went four years, basically, without a win at Knoxville. And that's – I didn't think we'd ever see that. And you know what? He is a master at that place. And – goes back and gets his 11th title and Ford's I think first uh, victory in the Knoxville nationals with a Ford motor. Well, they don't, they don't call him the Knox father for nothing. I mean, the guy goes out and um, this isn't, Hey, Hey, he, we can't give him a late model nickname like that. No, they do. It's on a t-shirt. I had it. Is it? All right. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's basically the the, the Godfather f- um, from the movie, but it's with Donnie's face and it says the Knox Father. It's actually pretty badass. Actually, um, I think I've seen that now that you bring it up. Yeah, it's a really cool shirt. Uh, regardless, the guy 
has won everything there is to, to win at Knoxville. And, you know, you, you sit there and you think that, especially in the past four years that he has not won a race when they come, whether that's in June, whether that's here in August, um, or if he were to ever come on some one-off deal, but you know, it's crazy to think that he hadn't won a race at that facility in four years. So, um, I, I think the writing was on the wall for this one. There's a lot of things that lined up for Donnie in this one. You know, he was running very well entering, uh, this week had a great run in the qualifying race on Wednesday. Um, then you, you throw in on, on Saturday, starting inside the second row and he kind of worked methodically. I know he said he fell back in traffic a little bit, but worked himself methodically back up there. And, um, you know, it's a special one. I I think if you were to ask him, this is probably one of the more special ones that he's ever won, uh, just because of the fact that, uh, you know, he might've had a little bit of, of help from a, from a guy upstairs. So pretty, pretty cool to see him win this one, uh, for his dad and uh big, just a, a big, big Saturday night for Donnie. Um, you couldn't help, but, but be happy for him. Yeah. It was really cool to see. Uh, he did, he did do his champions toast and, uh, on the table, uh, down the concourse, right before they go in the press conference, he toasted with water. I was curious as to your thoughts on that and why he doesn't have a driver. Yeah. I don't know why he doesn't have a driver. Um, can't answer that one, but you know, Hey, he stuck to his guns. So you got to give the man credit for that one. I, he, he said he was jealous of Bachoven's Bush light though. He was you jealous should, of that. You should apply to be his like driver Butler guy. I would do that. You could change yeah. your name to Biddleman. I don't care what it is. I like it. That'd be awesome. We'll have to get, I would do it. We'll get, we'll get in contact with Donnie and we'll get it set up. Perfect. That works. I want to see Damon at like in like a very nice tuxedo, uh, at a dirt track anywhere. I'll wear tuxedo t-shirts falling around Donnie shots with sunglasses on blank stare on his face. Oh, that'd be awesome. (laughs) Just Donnie's own personal bodyguard. So whenever he never gets in a fight, I'll be there. Absolutely. All right. Just crew guys with the world of outlaw officials. Right. No, uh, Okay. Do we think that the loudmouth fans, uh, pissing about Ford engines and OEM battles and sprint car racing can shut up now? Yeah. Um, that's a Chevy motor with a Ford sticker on it. Well, I guarantee it's not because it runs a little different now, doesn't it? Which one do you want? Do you want it to blame the slowness on Ford or do you want to pretend, you know, all these, all these Ford people were mad because it was a Chevy motor with a Ford sticker that very first year that they switched over. And now all of a sudden that's, it's running up front again. Are they still complaining about the same things? Um, not as much recently, but maybe this is like the, the cap on the pen. Might as well be. I that's hope a it good is phrase. My God, you finally came up with a good saying. I'm dude. These are all original. I've just given up using like stereotypical ones and I'm making my own. Well, it's about time. Cause they, these are a lot better than the other ones. I screw up. up the ones I try to remember. So I figure if I just compare it to other bullshit, then I can get away with it. Cap on a pen. Never thought I'd hear that one. <laughs> you threw right. me off now. 
No, but uh, uh, that was good. It was a good weekend for for Donnie. I was super happy for him. You know, he was pretty pissed after uh, Wednesday's qualifying race and and how the the things were set up prep wise Wednesday night. And so for him to to come out and, and have a good feature on Wednesday, but then to have an even better run um, Saturday, the minute he got by gravel, he was pulling away. And I don't think there's a lot of people that were um, capable of doing that. I know early on in the portion of the race, there was a little bit of stretching out, but not like to a point where people could basically just check out and, and you knew, but that's why the halfway break is always fun to watch. There's like three things I want to touch on from what you just said. So I thanks. I guess I'm going to forget one of them. I know it. Uh, Dude, that halfway break. Like I used to hear people complain about that. Like, I love that. Do you know like how cool it is that you can make an adjustment halfway through the race? And yeah, it's like, it's like bringing the crew chief into it even more. You get a 25 lap, you get a 25 lap hot lap session followed by a 25 lap feature. When it's a uh, 25 laps of figuring out how the track is, do you want to put a new right rear on? Do you want, you know, and someone might lap actually, yeah, someone might hear that and think like, why wouldn't you put new tires on? Brent Marks told uh, our buddy Kyle McFadden from uh, Flow or Dirt Under. I don't know what you. I think it's under Flow Racing that he was covering nationals under uh he's fantastic to give him a follow uh but brent marks said that he put a new tire on and it actually muddied his race oh really it just didn't agree with the track how it was well it, it happens sometimes like that it happens you know those tires cool off or whatever or like you know you change tires after you've been getting going with a certain a certain tire and um got a right amount of temperature in it and everything uh that those kind of things affect it yeah absolutely um oem battles so here's my kind of stance on them but the more people you get into sprint car racing in general the better um you should not be ticked off that ford is producing a sprint car motor or toyota is trying to develop a sprint car motor um those are both very good things if you had 24 manufacturers doing that it would be a very good thing that and obviously hyperbolic uh stance or i guess thought there but the more companies that get into it, the more eyes on the sport. And that's always awesome. Kerry Madsen had the lone Toyota engine. Uh, he had an all right race, but as we'll talk about it with Tasker racing in that back group, uh, starting far back in, uh, the nationals, you're kind of, you have to have one of the best cars on the track to get from 18th to 10th, you know? Right. Um, going off of what you said about having as many people, in it manufacturer wise to an extent you know you, you want to do that to an extent to have amount of uh, manufacturers what's worrying you about it because then things it goes like to the the tire wars of the 80s between goodyear and hoosier and they're blowing tires left and right and putting drivers in danger and so you get new manufacturers in there and they're going to try different things to have a one-up edge on on the other manufacturers because that's what racing is and so now you're putting drivers in danger if you screw up or mess up something well and you, you already know I, I would love a tire war but i think we're far enough along that driver safety is at the forefront right like 
I, I think there's a much more emphasis on driver safety in 2022 than there is in 1980. There has to be. So I feel there like, I feel like if there was a tire war an engine war or anything like that, like the, the driver safety is up there. I don't think they would be trying stuff. So uh, outlandish that you would be potentially putting someone in danger by running it. Racers are racers. They I find understand. an edge in the way they get. I understand. I miss racers are racers. I don't think we'll ever agree on that. And we'll, we'll until, cross it, comes, that until it comes to fruition, the podcast is going to, Damon and I are going to break up when uh, there's finally a tire war, an engine war, or something. I'm on the side of the drivers on this one. Drivers don't want a tire war, don't want anything like that. Well, now hold on. Justin Henderson told us that he does. Well, they know that they're going to be in the middle of it. Yeah, they know that they're going to be the they. They know they're going to be the guinea pig for a lot of that stuff. And you then, as the driver, you have the choice of I want to go here for this or I want to go there for that. Or you have a choice of this hospital bed or this hospital bed. Well, now you're just assuming that I don't, we, we can't do that. We can't assume people would get hurt. I'm, is that a, is that a risk that's out there with it? I don't think it's nearly as much of a risk as it used to be. There's always a risk that you're going to get hurt. I agree. I agree. 100% on both statements that it's right. not as what it used to be. And that you're always going to have a risk. However, I think that gets heightened when you have people vying for, for extra this and that within motors, within tires. For sure. Um, let's move on to David Gravel's race, finished second. He showed uh, a lot of speed again. Um, I really, I thought he proved a lot there. I think he'll be one of my favorites for next season. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's always run well. It doesn't matter what car he gets put in. I mean, think about the, uh, Think about the, was it the CJB five that he drove to the front? And if it wasn't for a cut tire, he might've won, won that race that year. I think so. I can't read. I think it was last time that Donnie won it. Well, um, people and people forget, you know, he's a world of outlaws champion in 2020. If he doesn't want run that one NASCAR truck race. Yeah, exactly. And so before everyone yells about NASCAR and how that happened, he was supposed to run five. So he had already planned on not doing a full season. The deal fell through. Um, it sucked for everyone, but it's 2022 now. I know he's not pissed about it to at least to the extent of he's complaining to me about it on Saturday night, but second, right. second isn't, isn't bad at all for him. He takes home 80 grand, uh, for that team. And I think they're starting to really hit on stuff. Uh, and I'm excited to see what they do the back half of the season. Other kind of contenders uh, with the world of allies with Carson Macedo had that shredded tire as did Larson, um, as did Austin McCarl. McCarl, uh, that stunk. I think there was debris on the racetrack. You'd like to see that kind of get taken care of sooner, but you know, if it was, yeah, you had three tires get cut on it. So if it was easy to find then. They would have found it. Exactly. How about Schuhart's run from the back, you know, goes from the B to the, to the podium. So good run from him as well. That was uh yeah, both shark racing cars in the top five. That was 
awesome to see. Uh, Jacob Allen with a really good week. That was Shark Racing's second uh, most profitable prize money night ever. Yeah. It had to have been. I mean, that was, that was good. Yeah, Bill Klingbill about it um, and about what that meant to them. But I know it meant a lot to Jacob to get that result and win at Knoxville. Like I didn't think we'd ever see that man. Yeah. Hell it meant a lot to Bobby to see both of them get up there. That was, that was a big week for Bobby. I think more than anybody out there, just the fact that both of his cars uh, were able to, to finally come through a little bit at Knoxville. And uh, it's been a long time coming for that. And, and now they both took advantage of it on Saturday. They both took advantage of it on their qualifying night. Yep. Kyle Larson finishes sixth. Uh, what do you think of, uh, I guess his night? I know he had to come back, come from the back and he got up there and couldn't go further forward, but. Yeah, I think, uh, just, just, um, unfortunate with the tire getting cut. I think had, had there been a late race caution, he probably would have had a little bit better of a chance, I think, to move forward even more. But he really kind of got mired back there for a little while. Um, right around the, the halfway break, he had made up quite a few spots, but then it took a little bit longer to get going out of the halfway break from what it seemed. Yeah, and for, then, for a while there, he was uh, kind of going back and forth with Pastor Phillips again. Yeah. I mean, it was just one of those deals. He was trying to just get up there um, and get back through the field. And once he started picking off cars, he could do it and move wherever he needed to. But yeah, it just didn't have the, didn't have that full, full feel that he needed um, to get going. I think, I think had he not cut a tire, that would have been an interesting race between gravel Donnie and, and Kyle. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Uh some other notable results, I suppose. Uh, we talked about Brent. Uh, Brent Marks going back. Sheldon Hoddenshield took the hard charger, twenty third to eight, eighth. Uh, Brad's got to be like he's got to have like twenty of those this year. Probably. He's got quite a few. It seems it seems that it comes, and then you then you go look at the stat, and you're like, is it really only that? There's no way. I don't know how many he has for the record. Uh, ninth was Brad Sweet. I didn't think he showed a lot this week, and I was a little shocked. Um, you know, you're just—I'm used to guys who've won the nationals uh, looking really good in every nationals, unless something happens to him. And I was kind of surprised that he was falling back like he was. Yeah, I mean, there's been there's been some surprise winners at the nationals that just don't ever have good luck after that there, but. Um, it's the top really, drivers in the world right now, you know, yeah. really, really Brad's just not had a lot of good luck at Knoxville ever since that, that win that year when he went on a tear and won every big money race across the country. So, um, yeah, kind of surprised that he couldn't make it up further, but then again, you know, he's Mr. Consistency this year. He doesn't, hasn't won a lot. So, He's, he's still getting top tens and he's still running towards the front. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Darren Pittman finished 10th. Awesome to see him uh, still kicking it there. Uh, Buddy Kofoid, rookie of the race in 11th. Um, he's going to be special. Mm -hmm. I hope he's in. I, I hope yeah. he's in a car full time next year. Sprint car. He'll be in some car full time next year. Well, I I knew that. No, he'll be in a car sometime, some full time next year. Are you saying there's a chance at ARCA? I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay. All right. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't Damon, be surprised. Damon says, he, okay, that's strong words. It, I think it kind of depends on what happens with Kyle Busch's contract. All right. All right. I like that. We'll see. And for those of you that don't want to see the dirt guys go to NASCAR or anything like that, just know it'll help the sport if they do. And you're not going to exactly. mind complaining about it or cheering it on. So, uh, we're dude, we're hitting a lot of controversial topics. That's fine. Pretentious podcast over here. It's all about it. Uh, Rico came home, home 13th, Justin Peck 12th, Aaron Reitzel 14th. Uh, we talk about how hard it is from the back of the field. Aaron was one of those guys slicing and dicing back there um, and how hard it is to pass so many cars and move forward. You got to have a really, really good car under your belt. Um, Kerry Madsen 15th for Toyota. I believe that's Toyota's best Knoxville Nationals finish ever. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell you probably. I guess it so. might have been the first time they had I was gonna say had in the race. Yeah, first or second time. Because so what we've seen with Toyota, they've uh done stuff with Geo Selzy and KCP racing. Uh, I don't believe they're with them anymore. Um not a hundred percent sure. You're shaking your head. So, yeah, I don't think they're with them anymore. But uh obviously they're still Aaron Reitzel still part of the TRD program as well. Uh, they opted to not run a Toyota in the race Saturday. Uh, you know, it's it's a development program. You got to be patient with it, and you want to have a hundred percent confidence that that car is going to come out of the trailer and be fast. And Kerry Madsen parked his car on his prelim night. His crew told me it wasn't fast, so no no use in racing. It wasn't fast. We're going to Friday. And then qualified his way into the like that. That just takes balls, right? Obviously, you know it's a decision that is easier to make, but to make that decision and then hey. have it come to fruition, I think it says a lot. Business decisions being made right there. Absolutely. Uh, rounding it out, Austin McCarl was 16th. Uh, he started on the pole, shredded tire. Same thing happened to Macedo, who finished 17th. Uh, Tasker came home 18th. James McFadden, Brian Brown, Justin Sanders, uh, Gio Selzy, uh, and then, of course, J.J. Hickel and Parker Price Miller uh, exited the race after that crash early on. So, um, yeah, I guess that's uh, all we got for national stuff. Yeah. Do you have anything? any other takeaways from the week? Uh, no, it, uh, it was a good week. Very, very impressed with a lot of the names that we saw, even those that didn't even make it into the a, a main, you know, uh, good weekend for, for people like a McKenna Hassey as well. You got to give her a shout out, having a, a great qualifying run on, on Wednesday and, uh, you know, putting herself high and uh, high enough in the points and a good run in, in the B main from her, some, some big names like that. And, um, obviously hope that PPM comes back quick and, and get, gets to be fully healthy and, um, 
I mean, you don't expect anything less from that guy right now, just considering everything he went through the last seven, eight months, whatever it's been. So until, um, until Saturday, I don't think he was past one time hitting the racetrack all week. Yeah. I, I can't imagine. He I can't imagine. He was constantly moving forward and he had a great starting spot for the nationals. That's why that sucks so much to see him exit on the first lap. But same with JJ Hickle, JJ Hickle moved to Iowa from Washington, uh, left all his family and friends back there. Well, I, I don't know about family, right? But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Uh, he left Washington, moved to Iowa, raced full-time, and he had been picking it up. And 10th place starting spot in the Knoxville Nationals is nothing to scoff about. It sucks that you got a torn-up race car, uh, but at least you got that big check to mitigate it a little bit. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, obviously tough to, to see that. And, you know, just one of those, one of those racing deals that you wheel hop into turn one with, uh, with the big crowd of people around you. And so there's a little bit of real estate for, uh, good size, good size cars and just tough to see for sure. But, uh, nonetheless, good week from him. And really just, there was a lot of good, good stories to go around across the board. Um, from all all different aspects from it yeah and i was so hyped going into the race because all 24 guys had a great story if they won mm -hmm. and yeah it's the top 24 drivers in the world at that point so it, that's another thing with the format um people were itching to bitch itching and bitching about the format damon look at what happened friday are those probably the four guys that you would say are the best at Knoxville between the 76 guys that took the track? I would say so. Yeah. Pretty close to it. Maybe less Spencer Baston. Yeah, I, w I would say so. Yep. So that took care of itself right there. Um, just because you win on your prelim night doesn't guarantee in a starting spot in the A because it takes in qualifying it takes heat races into account it takes everything so i i think it's a great format it's it doesn't change wednesday thursday and friday all matter going into saturday it's not like we have a whole racing program on wednesday and then on thursday it matters for one guy and we have to do heat races and qualifying and everything no it's it, this is the biggest race of the year for a reason and that format is a big reason why yeah, it's an interesting format for sure. Um, you know, obviously you'd like to, you'd like to say everything is perfect, but it never will be. It doesn't matter what you do on it. So, um, they could make some tweaks to make it a little bit different, but for the most part, it, it works its way out. Um, I was just shocked at the low number of points that it took to be in the front four rows this year. Yeah, you it's know, crazy. Like, it's never been that long. We're seeing we're seeing four eighty to about four seventy five be the first first four spots, and that was not the case at all. And so, I think it kind of tells you how competitive the sport is and how competitive it's yeah. getting. Well, that's just it. There's there's so many more uh, competitive cars out there now. And so it's making it harder and harder. And that's why I think they got to look eventually here in the next coming few years 
at doing a little bit different, whether they add some sort of a passing point in the heats or something like that, just to, to make it so you don't have a situation. You take those words, passing points and shove it. I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stand on it. I don't want to do like if I'm in the stands, especially if I'm drinking, I don't want to do math. That's fine. You don't have to. Somebody else does it for you. Yeah, but then I got to wait to figure out who's in the show. Do I know if that pass no, mattered or not? I have no idea if that pass mattered or not. Every pass matters. That's all that matters. Passes are not always equal to matter. Yeah, they are. If you pass someone, if I pass you, if I you pass, pass someone you, for, if you pass someone for twenty third at, uh. I'm trying to think of like a middle of the road, like random racetrack they go to Sharon Speedway, World of Outlaws at Sharon Speedway. If you see a pass from a guy who's in 24th to get to 23rd and he finishes 23rd, I'm going to go on a limb and say that pass doesn't really matter. Yeah, it does. For who? For the guy that finished 23rd. His average finish is one tenth of a point better. No. Old boy gets more money. Not always. Nine times out of 10, he gets more money. 24th and 23rd on Saturday paid the same amount, all the way up to 18th. Hey. I'm just saying. You get more money. That's not more money. It pays the same amount. More money. <laughs> I'm um, still, I just, it, you, you got to do something so you don't have what happened on Wednesday. I mean, you, you can't have 17 of your top 20 qualifiers come out of the B mate. I think an inverted six fixes it. I, I think they got it. Like I said, it's whether it's an invert deal, but, or this, or a passing point to make it, you know, make it relevant. So people don't get to a point where they just kind of stop making moves because they're like, okay, well, what good does that do me now? So make, make the heat races worth something. So we don't have people just saying, okay, we're going to go to the B and hope for the best from there because Wednesday, as good as the week was. Well, the heat races mean everything. It's getting into the A main for the night. I get that. But it certainly sure as the hell didn't seem like it when you had 17-year top 20 that couldn't make it. They just couldn't make The track wasn't in good condition. And how many times did you get that at Knoxville? Not that many times. So you got to make it worth something for those if you're going to have the format the way they got it. All right, we'll agree to disagree on that one. That's fine. Let's get that damn passing points chart out of my head because it just keeps flashing. I'm going to make sure it shows up every day. Uh, last thing on nationals, and then we'll get uh, our normal stuff and we'll try to close it out quickly. Uh, Logan Wagner and Justin Henderson both had uh, money stolen from their T-shirt trailers over the weekend. Um, obviously... Maybe not obvious to some. Uh, probably wasn't a racing fan that took that money from them. Uh, and it's general thievery uh, around the track at Nationals. Um, it sucks to see that. It sucks for those guys. Uh, Kyle Loomis, our buddy, is uh, his Venmo is at Kyle-Loomis, L-O-O-M-I-S, uh, dash 11. Um, and his PayPal is KyleLoomis11 at gmail.com. Uh, you can donate there to either team. Just make sure uh, you put a note in, whether it's for one or the other of them, or if you want it uh, split up or anything like that. Uh, 
just sucks. I think Justin lost like five grand or maybe Logan lost five grand. One of them lost like $5,000. I don't know which one off the top of my head. Um, and I don't think, I don't think putting a price tag on it is makes it less bad or worse. Uh, I saw somewhere too, that Kale Thomas had a tire slashed as well. Yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the uh, 49 team. So yep. I think Kyle might be organizing something for them. I'm not sure on that one, uh, but I do know for those two, uh, Logan and Justin, for sure. So that sucks. Um, I was just going to introduce Tasker, but really, no, poor you note, can't. Poor note to end you on. Missed one, you missed one thing. What? And one thing only. What's that? You missed the fact that I destroyed you in the draft. Oh, <laughs> I, I did. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm looking at the sheet right now. Damon picked uh, four of the top 10 uh, finishers in the race. I had uh, one, one guy in the top 10, and it was David Gravel. Uh, Damon also You're two in the top three. 10. Who's, oh, You're Darren, two in the top, no, 10th is Darren top 10. I, that's where I, my eyes deceived me. Um, yeah, it stunk. Uh, PPM, obviously uh getting in the accident um did not help my chances there but i picked seven a main guys damon only picked six he picked anthony anthony macri who was in the b main i Stupid think boss. i think i should get a bigger bonus for picking all the guys in the a main i think i should have actually won so spots on the racetrack damon racked up 85 we just took you know if you got first it was one point and lowest score wins if you got second, it was two all the way up. Uh, Damon finished with 85. I finished with 100. Just I finished with 85 and a guy who didn't make the A main. Think about that. Well, if I would have scored the B main how I wanted to, then you would have gotten 1,500 points and, or 15 points more, and it would have ended in a tie. Doubtful. You finished with 85, I'm telling you. I would have just oh. said B-Main, 50-point. No, Macri would, have fin- Macri would have finished a point uh, higher. He would have finished one place higher. You had 85. I had 100. I know. Oh, you're so mad we, had we enacted that before? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, without further ado, and you guys give it up for Damon. Uh, I don't know if we're going to give him a trophy for beating me in fantasy racing, but... Twice. He won the championship. Um, 360s yeah, I, and, and 410s. I've just accepted defeat at this point. It's been some, I would. some bad, bad months this year, but we'll get back on the track. Uh, without further ado, uh, here is Tasker Phillips. All right, guys, we now welcome on a very uh, special guest, uh, 61st Knoxville Nationals, a main starter, and uh, Pleasantville, Iowa native Tasker Phillips. Uh, joining us after, where did you finish? Top 20 Saturday? Uh, 18th, I think. Should have been closer to like 12 or 13th. but That's top 20. It's, it's all the same, right? Yeah, I suppose. A little bit of a purse increase, I, I guess, that you'd probably want that, but... Well, that's, that's why I hopped out and told the guys like it, the best part of this is I'm pissed. We just accomplished my dream and I'm pissed that I didn't finish better than what we did. And, and we could have. Yeah. And I think that shows the uh, competitor in you and we'll, we'll get to nationals week and all that. Cause that was a hell of a ride for you. And it was awesome to watch, but I didn't realize I was watching that feature they did on you. I didn't realize you just started racing in like 2015, 2016 at Knoxville. 
Uh, yeah, no, nah, it was it was before then because it was I, a little before. No, okay. Yeah, I probably started in three hundred five in like oh eight or oh nine. Um, but I that's what I, I thought. I, I was like, that sounds like abnormally like not very long. <laughs> I I graduated in eleven, so I know I think I'd have been in four tens by then. Gotcha. Um. Yeah, and obviously being a local guy uh, at Knoxville racing there weekly, uh, we talked to you about how cool it was to accomplish, you know, getting in the race. But I mean, look at what happened to JJ Hickel. You got through the race unscathed, and you know, I I hated that for him especially. But take home ten thousand dollars and a fine race car. Are you going to set that motor aside and get a new one, or is it kind of? No, that's uh, that's. Well, that, heck, the last three weeks, people have been three or four weeks. People have been, we've we've had speed all year with this car and uh, motor, and uh, people have been trying to get closer to nationals. Like, hey, you gonna put that in the corner? You gonna try something else? It's like how low my expectations are. I was like, no, nah, I'm tired of putting all my eggs in one basket for nationals, and then you know you get a bad draw or something, and I to me it was more important to look good on three or four regular nights heading into nationals versus the potential of looking good at nationals. But luckily we kind of just hit it all and everything lined up. How, uh, how important is it uh, with that format, especially to just go out and get, not necessarily get lucky. I don't want to phrase it like that, but you got to perform every time you're on the racetrack and qualifying for the A main says something. Yeah, that's uh yeah, I, the old way I'd probably been in the, I wouldn't have had to race for sure on Friday about three or four times by now. And I might've been locked in one other time. I think back in the, ooh, like 17 or 18, when I finished fifth or sixth in the B, I think I had actually been locked in on the old format. So I've been cussing it since then, but now, now that I happen to pull off a quick time, it's, it's all good. And, uh, just those points were really valuable. And, like I said, it, it, it meant a lot to me, you know, I have a lot of self doubt or whatever. And it meant a lot to me in that heat race that I picked off two guys, the first heat race, the hardest one to pass in. And I picked off two and there was potential for a lot more, but one guy went the wrong way and kind of ruined that fun. But, um, so my, my attitude completely changed after that heat race. It's like, you know, we're, we're clicking, we're here. We deserve to be here. And, uh, so yeah, we got lucky with the draw, but I still laid down two good laps and the rest is history, I guess. So, so Tasker, obviously you make the, the a man, that's a big story and we, we can talk into, you know, the back history behind that. But for those that don't know your background into racing at all, what was it? How, how did you get started into this sport? So I think my grandpa kind of enjoyed racing, but my dad, he's always helped everybody. Uh, Dan Cogshell, uh, a lot of people are not fans of him for <laughs> reasons, but, uh, Mike Brooks was one he helped for a long time. I can remember, I think Mike Brooks smoked the pit gate fence one time and his motor come rolling down the fence. And I was, I was sitting outside waiting to get into the pits to go see everybody. So that was crazy. And then the last one would have been C Brazil, just a local 360 guy out of Pleasantville. And uh, that's actually how we got started. Dad bought a bought a mediocre farm and uh, had a bunch of hardwoods on it and uh, had it logged. And that was the same year that 
Brazil was getting out of it. And basically he took that long check and bought uh, a function ha- halfway functioning 360 operation. And I think Rager was 16 at the time and there maybe 15, whatever. But uh, so that's how we got started. And we just haven't learned our lesson about wasting our money this way. And uh, that, that, that's just the biggest thing is it's just a, such a relief that, you know, I, we're realistic, you know, winning the nationals, probably not, but making the nationals being one of the top 24 at that, on that day to in the country, that pretty high goal. And it, it, for a lot of people, it just, it was a relief. How far yes. does, how far does that prize money from this week go for you? Well, that's good. Uh, uh, that was a huge deal. And that's like, I hate to say it, but I, you know, I probably raced more, like I said, I, uh, qualifying night made it in the A. I knew I was close, caught up to a big group that were kind of all slicing and dicing. And I was like, you know what, let's just finish, you know, worst case, I'm probably front couple rows of the B might get lucky, get in the A. Cause just, I finally, I've got three cars, two, two motors. I mean, they're no spring chickens by any means, but obviously they're, they're rolling good enough. And, uh, just finally getting my team where if I finish the year good, then we, we can start upgrading everything and, you know, get more of the high end competitive. I mean, it's good. It, it's good equipment. It's just, it's got a little age to it. And, uh, there's definitely nothing wrong with that motor, but it'd be nice to have another one sitting right there. Exactly the same. And that uh, two months ago, I had no motors. Uh, this one was wo- getting more out and, uh, blew a fuel line or a water line and end up overheating it and blowing a head gasket. And then the, the backup, it, I think it went two nights and we end up hurting it. And so I was sitting there with my thumb stuck up my butt. <laughs> uh, Troy luckily gave me a call and gave me four races that I wouldn't have gotten any other way. And that's like, I went and thanked him Saturday. You know, if I didn't have those four races, I that's experience. That's, you know, we went up to Jackson, ran good. And again, there was more potential left on the table, but being a little gun shy, being in somebody else's car, but it just, it, it got, relit the fire and kept me going. And, um, but that's, that's that 10 grand. That's, it's going to at least freshen everything up, but I, I think it's going to help. And, you know, there's a couple of people that after that week decided that, you know, they might want to jump on and help out and support the local guy. And so just a good step forward, to start upgrading stuff for next year. So hopefully this can be a more of a consistent deal. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the next question is what, what kind of uh, big publicity type things have you guys been getting, you know, you, your name's been, been thrown around throughout the state ever since, uh, ever since that qualifying. Well, that's, uh, I was, I was moving dirt all day today and, uh, the local, you know, back to business, the, the guy we buy all of our tile off of, he was messaged me about some tile carts and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I just sold something to some guy in Colorado and he found out where I lived. And he's like, Oh, do you know anybody around there that races? And he rattled off my name. He's like, Oh yeah. So out in Colorado, it's already getting back to who knows who. And it's awesome. But, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'll take whatever publicity I get. It just sat or just being the farmer guy kind of sucks, but whatever, we'll take it. I think that was someone's uh, got to play the role. Someone's got to play the role in Iowa, right? Yeah, yeah. It's part of the allure to it too, because you know, like on the national scale, like there's a lot of people that 
you know, they hear Tasker Phillips and the first question is, who's that? The second one is, why'd they name him Tasker? Uh, and then you see him in front of a camera and he's like just a likable dude, just your average guy uh, from Iowa. And I think that's part of why you got all the publicity this week. Well, that's, I, I did an interview with Outlaws and they're like, you know, we, we just feel like this is good for everybody, good for, you know, the average doe that's got to go, go to work every day. And, and that's, I get it. Um, and anything, anything that helps out racing, I'm all for. And that's like Oskaloosa going over there. You know, everybody likes to complain that we don't have four ten shows in the, in Iowa. And you, you know, you got to go support them as a fan and a race car. To, so that way it leads to more. So yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely play my role, but, uh, hopefully we get a little more consistent. So it's like, Oh yeah, this farmer guy, Andy's a pretty good driver is in the show. And, well, you're, you're an Iowa guy. You've seen how they've marketed Kirk Ferentz like the last three or four years. What if we just uh, started calling you new tasker? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a terrible fan. I don't pay attention to football. I, heck, I don't even hardly pay attention to race. And I, you can see my house here. I've got 40 different, different projects halfway done on the farm and in the house. So I don't have time to be a fan. It's <laughs> awesome. So I guess, you know, you, you kind of went through, through the different stories, what the emotions were like. And I guess you, you kind of talked about the fact of pulling in afterwards and, and you're almost upset that you didn't finish, you didn't finish better, but boy, that, that just had to have been a relief to bring together a one, a one piece car back to the hauler and, and uh, a, a really good run in front of some front of some fans and uh, some uh, family as well. Yeah, that was, I mean, everybody, like I said, we're all pretty level-headed around here. And everybody's like, you know, you showed what you needed to show, go out there, have fun. Let's start working on next year, you know, take that 10 grand and run. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm only pissy because everybody kind of went down to the bottom there at the end. And I decided, well, screw it. I'm going to keep banging the cushion. I kept getting a run. Well, one guy kept ruining my fun and kill my momentum. Um, but yeah, I just, just finishing was the big deal. And, uh, like I said, hopefully next year or in the future, we can start, start setting our goals a little higher. How tough is that starting in the back kind of, uh, at Knoxville or just being back there? Cause I saw you guys racing and it was like a group of five guys that all are capable if they have, you know, empty track, uh, or clean track in front of them. And you guys were just slicing and dicing every chance you got. Well, and that, that, that just fed my pissiness. Cause you know, I'd go up finally, I think finally we reached a point, you know, we're not, we're not going to win. We, uh, all, the whole group, but you know, every position matters for the sponsors, for the fans and all that, that, that cushion was getting awfully close to the walls, but I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to just keep, I'm not going to tear up my car, just following the train. So I'd go up there and, and that was part of it. You know, I, I get a run, I'd go past Brown. I go past Aaron, uh, there were two or three others there that just like said are winning left and right. So that, that, that's why I was a little pissy is, you know, I, I could have finished 12 or 13 made a little extra money, but just, just get into those conversations with these guys that are, you know, taking, taking the country by storm. And, and I was right there with them. So, uh, just, just wanted to prove to myself that we should be there and, uh, but yeah, that, that was just a big thing is just the crowd you're surrounded with back there. And then, uh, what was, 
was the best part of the week, I guess? Did you guys go out and party midweek, or did you save it all for your birthday bash on Sunday? Well, that, that's what I was telling. I, I got a sister that's a surgeon come back from Cali last night. And I was just talking to them. It was like, that was one of the most exhausting uh, <laughs> speed weeks I've had. Not, we kind of went out Thursday night, but, you know, I just didn't want to get too crazy. Wanted to be halfway serious. I'm getting older now. got a kid. And, um, definitely probably the most fun I've ever had, but yeah, I, I wasn't going to sleep early by any means, but I, I was home earlier than I usually am. That's awesome. I, I gotta ask. So they do those, those a main t-shirts. Did you get one with your name on it too? Oh yeah. Uh, 360, <laughs> 360 nationals. Like I said, we, we've had such a string of bad luck and all that, that it's, and I got so many things going on in life right now that, 360 nationals we made it and i i told the wife i was like you need to go grab one you never know uh something could happen this could be the last one and then uh i think she was the first one to say something after thursday being locked in she's like well we gotta go get some t-shirts and uh she was actually a little pissy because we thought you could pre-order them and she just had to take whatever she could get when she got them <laughs> Yeah, and talking about um, just like racing uh, stuff, I guess I don't want to like label it as like potentially having an injury happen. But you know, we saw what happened to Parker in that accident. You're obviously sitting there for 48 hours, you know, waiting for this race to start and all the hype that goes into it. We had a two and a half minute fireworks show before the race even started, and then first turn, lap one, Parker gets hurt was that 15, 20 minutes just sitting in the race car thinking about it again? That's, that's the craziest thing was, uh, after I got locked in, you know, it was quick time obviously makes everything easier, but it's like, you know, I've been beating my head against the wall for 11 years or whatever it was. Just everything lined up and it almost seemed easy this year. (laughs) That was the craziest thing. But like you said, asked earlier, I can't remember what I was forgetting back in my neck of the woods, you know, we were all pretty level-headed, like, Hey, we're, we're back in the, in the bad air and all that. So uh, I didn't even see Parker and uh, JJ's deal. We were all done, but we all entered the turn about three quarter throttle. Just, you know, everybody's like, let's get through lap one and two, get spread out. Then we'll start picking each other off. And, and, and I, I, I knew that if something was going to happen, it was going to be up in those top three, four rows. Cause you know, they, they can see the leader. They've got, you know, licking their chops. They want to get what they can get and hopefully run away with it. But back, back, back in my area, everybody was pretty level-headed and just like, you know, let's get spread out then start doing stupid stuff. So you, you didn't even see the rack then? No. And that's, I'm, I'm usually pretty good at looking forward. Now, I mean, I was looking forward down, which I didn't even know it was in turn, you know, about halfway through turns one and two. Um, I guess it was just so high up there. Cause like I said, we were all putting around and, uh, I was down low and I mean, we, the mass of us were down there, but yeah, I couldn't even see that something in front of us was going on up there. Yeah. It was a really weird one. Cause all of a sudden you just see two cars wrecked and I didn't have a signal to look up the replay anyway. And then Parker ends up being hurt. And so I'm like, I don't want to go seek out the replay and look at it. Probably should have done that before I got on the podcast here. But yeah, while, I, while I was waiting on you guys, I, I just Hickle happened to have a camera on his car and I just saw it. And basically uh, Parker was on the cushion and Hickle was just a little bit higher up there. So mm-hmm. there'd have been a lot of cars between us. So I, I don't feel so bad that I didn't 
didn't see it, but because um, it was it was up by the outside wall. Yeah, yeah, I was up by the outside. What did uh, Sawyer say to you uh, after you uh, clinched the qualifying spot? How close of a relationship do you guys have? I guess is kind of what I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. We're uh, my family's not super lovey dovey, but uh, we we work. We're hard workers, and we work well together. Sawyer and I are probably a little closer than any of them, but we still just uh, tell us what you need, tell us what you want, and uh, you know, we'll, uh, we're not really a pat on the back kind of group but 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 you know you can tell by their body language and whatnot that he was happy he was proud and um probably a little jealous too because he's he's been rolling very well for the last few years and he's he's really good at having the car ready to roll and competitive when it gets to the track whereas i'm a little bit more of a, let's get there and i'll figure out where the car works and try and make it work from there yeah, we've we've seen him perform really well, uh, especially in August. And I think I was telling you about that, but I'm going to have to not interview him before uh, Nationals next year because we did, I think for both 360 and 410, I talked to him because he drew really well. Uh, and there's stuff to talk about with how he was getting his car figured out and all that. And stuff just ended up happening both times. I'm like jinxing people again. Feels like July, Damon. And this is normal stuff. I probably seven uh, out of 10 drivers I talk to, I feel like I jinx at some point or another. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You're, you're on the, uh, you're on the, the chopping block here, <laughs> but I'll pick, I'll pick Larson. Larson's probably the only, uh, unjinxable guy. Like if I pick David gravel to win a race, he'd wreck 10 laps in. Yeah. Now that's, I, I bet I've talked to five or six people that, kind of started helping sort lately and just trying to get get him back to rolling how he has been and they all feel like the blame it's like it just it comes and goes uh, you know i've i've had 10 years of bad luck then i had a day of pure good luck so and then how important is it for you that you know you're gonna make upgrades with this ten thousand dollars and I, i'm not trying to bank on that specifically obviously everyone's trying to make upgrades to their team and stuff but you got to have good luck with that stuff because if you mess up any of it then you're just back to square one square one i guess that's the hardest part of racing well that's what that's what i was feeling good after this year you know farm has been pretty good lately until we hit this drought and um i've been pretty good on not tearing up cars i just been buying people's spare rollers and spare parts here and there and so i was already getting excited about next year um because I've got a good inventory, but now, now the A setup, A team setup, we'll just we'll just focus on putting new parts. And like I said, well, I don't think that Nationals motor. I don't think I need to upgrade anything on it. But the other one, or maybe maybe even start looking at a a good third one. Um, that it, it'll just help because Knoxville so tough. Knoxville so big and hard. You you got to have two hard hitters at, at a minimum just to run the weekly points. Because that's the last three or four years I've been decent. And then I run in about early July, hurt hurt one or both motors, and you know points are, just went out the window. Absolutely, Damon. You got anything else for Tasker? No, I don't, man. I don't. All right. Well, we'll work on posters with your face on a new Tasker for 2023. All right. Uh, big marketing deal thanks for taking the time buddy we really appreciate it
Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling. What's up, guys? Hope you enjoyed that interview with Tasker Phillips. Uh, we're back to uh, bring you the news, uh, what you missed this week uh, and all that stuff. Uh, Parker Price Miller did post an update from his injury. Uh, he will be out at least six weeks. Uh, he had a pair of fractured vertebrae. Um, and so unfortunately, in that wreck at Knoxville, uh, he fractured his C7 and T5 vertebrae, I think. I might be actually switching up two of those numbers. Uh, no, I'm good, Damon. All right. Uh, you're right. And so he's going to go. I'm going to say you're right so you can feel better about yourself. Yeah, that's cool. He's going to go six weeks uh, minimum uh, until he's racing. Uh, they're not uh, doing surgery. It's healing naturally is what the doctors had him do. He posts uh, on his social media today. I made it home finally. Thank you everyone for reaching out. Just thankful this wasn't worse because it very easily could have been. I don't know what's next yet as far as racing goes. Six weeks minimum is what I'm hearing, but I do know I'll be back stronger. Uh, he said getting a second opinion this week from Ortho Indy to see if I'm heading down the right path or if I need more than just natural healing. Uh, hope to see you guys at the racetrack soon, whether I'm racing or hanging out in the pits with the McGee 11 team. So yeah, sucks uh, for that. He was third in all-star circuit of champions points, um, or I guess still is technically third. Um, so that sucks to see him out of contention there because he was ripping it this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, really had a really had a good ride, and you know I said earlier, just hope he hope he comes back uh, healthy and and able to uh, able to still be in that that form when he does come back. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, the new World of Outlaws video game uh, is available for pre-order. A uh, lot of stuff in that. Um, we found out today Bobby Pierce, Chris Ferguson, uh, I believe Justin Joyner. Um, I'm forgetting one too. But a few different late model guys uh, that aren't outlaws are in the game. So that's pretty encouraging to me. Um, I like that aspect of it. Uh, other stuff, there's going to be a regular edition and a uh, gold edition with the gold edition. You get uh gold editions, $20 more. So the game's 49 99 uh, and it goes to 69 99 with the gold. Um, and you get all additional downloadable content for the remainder of the year which costs $35 if you buy the standard edition, I think. Uh, and you also will get Lima Land Motorsports Park, uh, Peevely, uh, and Lucas Oil Speedway, as well as two additional classes uh, with Dirt Cars, UMP Modifieds, and Super Dirt Car Big Block Modifieds. Maybe Store Friesen's in the game, Damon. Wait, so you're saying I'm going to have to buy an extra package to get Peevely? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Disappointing. I'm going to buy it anyway. You get, uh, you can play the Sammy Swindell in the channel lap car as well with that. I did see that and I didn't, couldn't find anywhere where it talked about that. So it's on the gold edition. I'm going to type, I'm going to type up an article. By the time you're listening to this, we'll have every driver that I could possibly pick out in the trailer and every track that is included. Um, unfortunately, I don't think Houston's is going to be on there, uh, which kind of sucks. Um, 
I'm guessing the Peevely thing was a licensing issue where they needed more money for the deal or something like that. I don't know that for sure. I haven't been able to talk with anyone from the Outlaws uh, on the new game yet. Um, we're trying to get that worked out too. Uh, so hopefully, I'm excited for it though. The World of Outlaws haven't had a video game in 11 years. You're gonna have all your favorite drivers on it. That's the most kick-ass part of all of it. I, the game could suck. There's an eight-year-old somewhere that's grown up and he's gonna turn into a massive sprint car fan uh, from owning this game. So that's why I'm excited for it. Uh, don't hate on it. They won't make another if you keep hating on it like this. It's ridiculous. I'm coming at people today, Damon. It sounds like it. I'm just gonna stay back. Right. Uh, well, you're gonna get really happy. An HRA video game comes out next week. It does. It does come out. Uh, exciting to see. Um, they haven't come out with a full list of who's going to be in the game. You can only kind of pick out a handful of of drivers. They do have the list of top fuel drivers, but that's about it. It's my uh, friend in the game, Antron. He is. He that's is good. In the he game. went to Victory Lane this weekend. You see that? He took home a Wally. You know where at? I don't even care. Was it Topeka? It was right down the road. That's that's like three hours, four hours away. It's three hours. I but feel like you're guilting me into not driving to Kansas the night after the Nationals. I'm not trying to. I feel but, like you, you are. Know, you like, just, well, Antron, Antron probably leaves me tickets at every race, and I haven't taken. I'm sure he does. Ago. Yeah, I want to. He he's basically like Ricky Bobby, and you're like Ricky Bobby's dad. Well, being as you're close as we are, over. being as close as we are as friends, you know. There's nothing he wouldn't do for me. I'm sure. No, I'm sure not. I'm sure not. Um, yeah, it, it uh, it's going to be a cool game. Uh, the only downside of it, and a lot of people are complaining about it, is the the lack of OEMs. There's there's no OEMs in the game, so oh, it kind of all regular cars takes it away a little bit. Are you saying there's yeah, there's a ton just, of different OEMs in drag racing? What's that done There's to the like sport, Damon? Yeah, what's that done to the sport? Is it cool? Is it is it cool? Is it, it intrigues you? I didn't say that they couldn't have it. I didn't want 24. <laughs> My God. Dude, there's ne- four there's, is fine. There's never been like a national touring series with more than six. So I don't know why I even said 24 or why you would be scared of having 24. Because it's not a possibility. Because it's a possibility. It is a possibility. I, Someone a very, like, very small one. There's a better chance. Volkswagen. There's a better chance that the Cubs go win the World Series this year than, than ever can ever. Ever seen 24. Let's go. Let's go build a Volkswagen sprint car motor. That sounds like fun. I could see the Germans doing that. Well, let's talk to someone from over there. I can head, headline that one. Let's do it. Oh my God. Here we go. We just need one plane ticket, get them down here for nationals, and pretty soon we'll have everyone. So then you'll have your 24 manufacturers then we can finally settle the debate. I like, it's, it's a domino effect, man. It's a terrible, terrible domino effect. <laughs> Regardless, there are no OEMs in the game. That is the one thing that does kind of suck because it does take it away a little bit, but um, it's still going to be cool. It's the first drag racing game that we've had in a long time. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to buy a PS4 or a PS5. Please tweet me what you think I should do. 
well, you should get a PS five. You're going to only be able to afford a PS four. My tax returns came in huge bonus Christmas bonus. I'm spending money. Like it's nothing these days. Great. I think, I think what I'm going to end up doing is hopefully finding a PS five and having my dad say that's my Christmas present or whatever. You better get to work on it. I'm a privileged kid. I still get Christmas presents. Santa loves you. <laughs> All right. Uh, rumors of Texas Speedway potentially uh, reconfiguring their racetrack down there. Um, so Kenny Sargent, uh, he's from Speed Freaks TV, uh, said that Texas is set up. Texas is set to blow up slash reconfigure to help make the product better. Uh, and then he also added that IndyCar may or may not be a part of that picture moving forward too. Uh, Texas was a crappy track for NASCAR. Every uh, driver basically said the only way to fix Texas is with a big bulldozer. Uh, so I get that, you know, um, I loved Texas for IndyCar and I hope they can find a replacement. Um, I really want to hear about IndyCar's oval search, um, in the coming weeks, but we'll probably just walk in. We'll see about that and, uh, worry about that later. Cause I think destroying Texas is the best thing they can do. Yeah. Um, when, it, when they repaved it, and put all the the pj1 down it, it ruined that racetrack because there used to be some really good races there that used um, to be that used to be what iowa has turned into an indy car they used to have back-to-back 500 mile races mm-hmm. i i just across the board they had some really good stuff and now it's gone to uh it's gone to trash because of the the repave and so um yeah bulldoze the joint in start over you get a fresh opportunity they can't leave that market you got to be in that market somewhere um and so they they've got to stay in that market um and use it to their advantage now that they're getting a second chance and also along with that um it sounds like they might be rumored to have a midweek race next year. There was some app that was showing that it would be on Wednesday, April 19th. I haven't heard anything like that. Not saying I would hear before them, but um, obviously NASCAR had a midweek race um, or races during COVID and they didn't like the ratings enough. Uh, so they weren't good. The ratings were terrible. I understand. Um, we'll see if they actually do it. I'm not sure what they'll do. Um, and obviously you can promote that a lot easier. You would think though, like during that pandemic too, like that should have been a prime time to promote stuff. Cause it was the only time going on. I know a lot of people that were getting into racing that weren't in it before. So, and then we had, uh, the 550 package, which I just believe took them all away. Yeah. Between that and the fact that it rained every midweek race. Yeah, that too. That does not, uh, does not help you. Um, so yeah, we'll see what ends up happening with Texas. I wanted to touch on also, uh, Jonathan Davenport won the North South 100 at Florence on Saturday. I hate that the, on the lay model side, it's one of their 
six biggest races of the year and it's held the same night as the Knoxville Nationals. It doesn't get any of the attention that that race deserves to get and the field that was there deserves to get. Um, and as you know, lay model drivers just show up and they go and race and something happens every time they hit the track. Uh, I hate that we can't find a different weekend for that because I'd love to see Bobby Pierce just come and run a sprint car for nationals, you know, just weird things. You saw at the million, the million, there was no sprint car race running at the highest paying late model race this year. Tyler Courtney went, Donnie shots went, you know, it's cool to see that crossover. And I think you need more of that because you got some late model fans that just treat it like F1 and they're like, well, if it's not a late model, then it, it sucks on dirt. Yeah. I hate seeing uh, that because you know how much sure. stuff we watch, you know? So I wish that the late model side of things could pick one race between the dream or the world, or if you're going to have the million every year, which I assume you're not going to, but one race between the two, figure out which one's the big one, make sure that is marketed as the big one and then work together and get no other dirt races running that week that day. So that, that means, that means promoters have to work together and they don't like to do that. Yeah. I understand what you mean. And that's a great segue to my next thing. Cause Kyle Larson is promoting the hell out of this high limit series. They're having their kickoff race, uh, Tuesday. Um, what tracks it at Damon? I'm sorry. Uh, it's in Indiana. I can't remember the track off the top of my head. It's in Indiana though. Yeah. So that, yeah they're coming up with that um kyle was talking to me about it every t-shirt guy that wants to do it or every every driver that wants to sell t-shirts there they got it lincoln park thank you goodness um chase briscoe i think is racing it um brady bacon's gonna run it you know uh, a lot of these guys are going to this big race uh alex bowman as well um he's put the tire schedule out or the the schedule for the day out, the tire rules, uh, kind of what's going on. And, um, he's being as fair of a promoter as you can be. And I know all the world of Outlast platinum teams met, uh, I don't know how much is going to get out of that meeting, how much got done. I don't know what was said. Uh, but Kyle's trying to work. He's trying to work together with people. You know, he mentioned that on the late model side that platinum teams can run any race. Hopefully they come around on this. Uh, I know how prestigious the world of outlaws are, uh, and what it's done for sprint car racing, but. So I got a question. So how does, and maybe it's just because it's a weekly show, but like when the outlaws get washed out for a night and you see a lot of the outlaw teams go to Knoxville and run, how do, how are they able to do that? But they're not able to go run Kyle's series. I believe with the platinum agreement uh, and what, what the teams have set up or I, this was not the team's idea uh, whenever they made it, but with the agreement, you have to have prior approval to run a certain race um, and rainouts probably change that list or they change, you know, how I guess conducive you would be to them running a different race. So, uh, it's all prior approval stuff. Uh, and that's basically the reason that Carson Macedo ran Oskaloosa this year. Uh, some people were asking why he was the only outlaw and 
making up reasons and stuff. I know the uh, a couple other NOS cars were supposed to be at Oski, uh, including Sheldon Hodenshield. They just ended up not going. Uh, you know, plans change, whatever. But I just find it. I just find it weird, and maybe it has something to do with the World Racing Group deal that Knoxville has with the uh, Dirt Vision. That maybe that's because they're able to do it um, as well. But it just—it seems kind of odd that you wouldn't want your drivers when your other when your other entity under the same household is being given a uh, different priority. Well, and I think late model racing, it's the sports in a different shape. There's not one, you know, Lucas oil is probably the prestigious national tour, but there's multiple sanctioning bodies, uh, frankly, scheduling on top of each other a lot. Um, so you're trying to get that sprinkle racing has it too, though, allowing drivers to kind of come and go when they need, I just, you know, you got it for one side. You might as well make it easier on yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think they should let them run, um, whatever. Uh, and yeah, if you tear up a bunch of stuff, you know, you're going to feel it in the points. Exactly. So we'll see, uh, what comes out of that. Maybe I'll, uh, try to figure out if any progress has been made so far, but it's definitely going to be something to watch Tuesday night. You got anything else? No, uh, just looking forward to it. Excited, uh, excited for another good week. Um, you know, we, we saw Kevin Harvick win a second uh, race this, this season back to back on Sunday in the cup race. So big, big weekend for him. And now they head into, uh, Watkins Glen, Kimi Raikkonen is going to be in the field on, on Sunday. So that'll be uh, interesting as well. Yeah, Kavan will be in there. There's a lot of big names that are coming in for it. Uh, so an interesting race in Watkins Glen, and then uh, NHRA is at uh, Brainerd. Excited for them to be in, in Minnesota. Yeah, with uh, Kavat and Kimmy being, you know, two of the best drivers in the world, they should finish one too, right? I guarantee you that they should. Yep. All right. That's our prediction, everyone. You heard it from us first. Don't put money on it. <laughs> good good disclaimer there <laughs> exactly all right thank you uh thank you guys for listening i don't think i'll be heading up to jackson this week my dad sponsors uh the world fuel alter nationals at eddieville raceway park drag race over there uh hate to miss the jackson nationals in the future i might make a different decision but uh been a lot of sprint car racing the last uh 10 days so gonna i'm not taking the weekend off i'll still be watching and doing all that stuff, but I'm going to head up there and help him out and uh, do his thing. So, Oh, enjoy your week. I said that already. Nope. Now you did. Okay. Damon, send him off. All right. Have a good week. We'll see. uh, We'll see you later.